Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 12 of the Horror Stands podcast. I'm Matt. Hello, everyone. This is Steve. And we'd like to give a shout out to Brandon Austin, who was our special guest for the last episode. Thank you, Brandon. You're the best. Brandon, you did a great job. Happy to have you. Can't wait till you come back. Still hashtag justice for Holland. There's a lot of justices that needs to be served. <laughs> we should say that every episode. Uh, if any of you out there would like to come on, we'd love to have you. Um, you can get in touch with us via Instagram. Follow us at Horror Stands. At Horror Stands on Insta and Twitter. We have a Gmail. You can feel free to email us at uh, horrorstandspodcast at gmail.com. Any comments, movie suggestions, hopefully nothing too negative. We're very sensitive. Yeah, we're sensitive boys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. And again, if anyone would like to come on, feel free to reach out to us. But in today's episode, we will be going over The Descent. Yes, 2005's The Descent, directed by Neil Marshall. Great movie. I think people, for the most part, everybody's on board on this one. So I'm assuming, as usual, you didn't know anything about this. Did not know a thing about this. Did you know it was going to be kind of turned into a creature feature? No. Oh, good. I... The only thing I kind of knew about it, and this is still knowing nothing about it, Mm -hmm. is there's... I don't know if it's like a screen cap that they use or what, but when you, you're searching for the movie, it's the background, the main character ends up covered in blood and like kind of screaming. Like I remember seeing that that visuals in my head for some reason. Right, but that doesn't give away that it's a creature feature. Nothing it's a all. striking image, yes. though. It's on some of the poster. That's the actual poster is her screaming, like that, you've seen. Yeah, okay, there, there. Did it you is. see the poster? There's an also there's a great one where it's like um like she's looking up screaming and they're all kind of the girls are all grouped together and it forms a skull. Did you see that one? No. It's so good. It's probably one of the best posters of all. It's very clever. That's really cool. It's very cool. And it still doesn't give away, you know, what... Because this is almost from Dust Till Dawn vibes. If you think about it, like, first half, mm-hmm. you could think this is just, you know, some girls trapped in a cave. Shit happens. And maybe watching this, you were just like, oh, this is the psychological horror? Or were you just like, oh, no, something's something's gonna happen like really happen i was i would have been totally fine with it being just psychological horror the the action part at the end like you said yeah definitely dust till dawn vibes and i appreciate some action which was like some action which was good yeah this is (laughs) yeah it's a good movie before Mm -hmm. the creature stuff but i love the creature stuff too but we'll get into all that we will (laughs) this is a british movie directed by neil marshall um, before this, he did 2002's Dog Soldiers, um, which, you know, people really love. I do think it's good. Um, it's kind of like almost like this movie with werewolves, but it's all males for the most part. He did Doomsday, which eh, I didn't really like. He did, I think, a couple iconic episodes of Game of Thrones. Okay. Did you watch Game of Thrones? I didn't. I didn't. Oh, no, okay. I, See, I, I thought you were... You would be all about Game of Thrones for I, some reason. I would be. It's you know fantasy. It's yeah. actiony. Risque. I hear that final season's amazing. I heard it's great. <laughs> I did on a great plot. <laughs> but yeah, he did a couple episodes that both those episodes have nine point sixes on IMDb, which is very high. Uh, so he did that. <laughs> and then he did um, 2019's Hellboy, which. 
based on the reception, I really don't have a desire to see. <laughs> um, but, you know, he had some studio issues with that, which seems to be the case for movies that poorly received. So Poor guy. <laughs> Poor Neil Marshall. Um, filmed in the UK. Got great reviews. 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. Made $57.1 million on a $3.5 million budget. Like, I'm very impressed with what they did on that budget. Like, that's, this is a good-looking movie. That's some solid numbers. Yeah, and yeah, the, some of the visuals they use. You feel like... You feel like you're in the caves. You're in the... Yeah. The cave design is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think the sequel in 2009 had the same effect. The sets look cheap. But that movie shouldn't have been made either. Maybe we'll talk about that more later. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he wanted to do a horror movie like originally it was supposed to be like a mixed cast like men and women and then he's like no let me do all women it'll be something different so and that's an aspect of the movie that i really love it's like this movie gives the thing vibes john carpenter's the thing vibes which was an all-male cast so to kind of do the reverse of that you know we don't see that too often you know in I, movies i really liked this all-female cast and it, it didn't feel like it was forced like they were trying to Right, I just felt right I really felt like these were old friends. Yeah, and they were just doing another adventure together. Yeah, and, and this movie was kind of not rush released, but it, they tried to make it come out first before the cave. Similar premise like that. It's like a Hollywood movie, and nowhere near as good as this. They had a twelve percent on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, but yeah, this is just see this. This is the better version of that, basically. <laughs> But yeah, right from the beginning, like they're doing their little, what do they call that? Water rafting. White water raft. And we sense some tension automatically, like the way uh, Sarah's husband is kind of like, he doesn't like take off Juno's helmet and then the friend Beth looks over like she knows something. There's a weird tension chemistry thing going on between Juno and Sarah's husband. It's Jesse, I believe. It's the husband's name. Yes. Correct? Oh. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter because in this next scene, <laughs> he's he gets gone. I, this is so well done, this um car crash it's, thing. like It com- kind of comes out of nowhere. Yes. We just so see the, the other car kind of going in their direction quickly, mm-hmm. and then they hit. There's like these pipe things that like go through the husband and the child. It's pretty brutal. And you don't even see really it going through the hospital. It goes through just the car we see seat. Ju- the editing is great. We see just enough. Like, I think we just see, yeah, it goes through the car seat yeah, with the, he- the blood. Yeah, the headrest of the car Like, seat. we know what happens without having, like, we didn't have to see the child get impaled, which, yeah. you know, good choice. Yes. <laughs> Keep it classy. Well, I, so when it first happens, you know, you, I just, you saw the, uh, the husband mm-hmm. get killed. And I thought, oh, maybe the child... We'll be fine. Yeah. Well, no. I, I I wasn't quite sure where the child was at because she's ta- like child's talking with Sarah, and then I was like, oh shoot, is she right behind the husband? And then it turns out she was. All three of them died. Then. <laughs> they were. Why were they in this now? But yeah, pretty brutal opening. And then Sarah's in the hospital. I like this dream sequence. Like I don't know if it's kind of to set up like the darkness to come. Like the lights are all coming off, and then you know it was just a dream, and she's crying in the 
the hospital hallway, like all these people are walking by are like, they could give two shits though, but <laughs> you know, just another day at the hospital, mm-hmm. I guess. And he even right here, I, I, which friend is it that grabs Sarah? Sarah ends up I think it's Beth. hysterical. Beth. Beth grabs Sarah and trying to calm her down. And Juno's kind of walking up like a little bit behind Beth and they just kind of turns she's, around and books it. Yeah. Juno too. She's like breaking down, which really makes sense when you find out later yeah. what was going on, why mm-hmm. she's, I mean, you would be upset, but this upset, you yeah. know, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get our title card, the descent, and then we're in the Appalachian mountains where it sets place. And basically all the friends are going to meet up for, you know, I don't know if we even know what they're going to do yet, but some adventure, some adventure. Like these girls are very adventurous. They're not scared. Um, they go to this cabin. Did you think this was maybe going to be like a cabin movie? Yeah. Like a cabin in the woods, kind of a horror movie. Yeah. I thought maybe this was okay. They're all just, and they are kind of doing this is all kind of just going away uh kind of helps sarah get get over this get through this and they're all just you know gonna be basic white girls and just you drinking think, adirondacks right and, you think something was gonna happen to tr- a killer maybe yeah, some, even yeah some sort of killer or something was gonna come back or it was gonna be i wouldn't want to be that killer if i <laughs> i wouldn't want to go up against these girls no they're tough they're tough girls <laughs> that'd be cool jason just comes in for a scene and then just gets killed <laughs> he's he, he walks in and sees, he, he sees someone else getting killed and he walks away <laughs> he's like, he's, i'm not touching this i'm out <laughs> but yeah I, I do like the whole like friendship aspect like i do buy that they're all friends and like like that one scene where the one i think it's beth who comes out in their ugly pajamas and they just make mm-hmm. fun of her and they're just having a good time mm-hmm. but i think there's one scene where one of the friends mentions like offhandedly like oh i can't wait to have lots of kids or something like that and then we just see like sarah's face quickly like you know it kind of stings a bit yeah there's a lot happening in this like scene where they're all getting to this cabin Right. It's, it's a lot to a lot of different personalities yeah. and old wounds and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But um then we get probably another one of my favorite jump scares of all time where Sarah, I think she wakes up, she goes to the window, just looking out the window, then all of a sudden the pole goes through. Yep. And I know it's a good jump scare because I've seen this movie lots and lots of times and mm-hmm. it still made me jump here it's very unexpected all you had to write in my notes here is jump scare with the pipe through the head oh that got me good right oh, and a lot of the jump scares they do in this movie got me pretty good and that hasn't happened in a while I right like sometimes movies do too many jump scares but i think if you do them and they're effective because mm-hmm. there's a lot of horror movies that just put in jump scares that don't even work so it just feels cheap mm-hmm. and this one too i think it serves two purposes it's a jump it's scary you jump mm-hmm. but it also like you know shows that she's still traumatized mm-hmm. from the accident so. So, so you like a jump scare as long as it's got some meaning or weight behind it has it. meaning or even if it just it it literally makes you jump because a lot of them don't yeah the, it's the, all about timing you know the, the ones that get you the best ones. right so this in the ring top tier jump scares good job <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like the, i think it's the morning time like juno comes in she's like one girl's like i got a shower and juno's like okay five minutes i'm like five minutes how is she gonna be ready in five minutes but okay <laughs> it's a fast shower <laughs> then they end up just driving down the road they go off road somewhere some like off beaten path 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love all these like high angle like helicopter shots. Like mm-hmm. it's very pretty, scenic. Mm-hmm. Really sh- shows you they're out with nature and it's you, far you away. Like it's just them, you know. Right. There's not anyone or anything around them. Like it's just them out there. And I also really like the score by David Julian. Like it, it really gives this movie a sense of like almost epicness, like a grand kind of feel. Um, he did the score for. Another one of my favorites, The Cabin in the Woods. So, great composer. He did some Christopher Nolan movies, too. And this movie, Eden Lake, which if anybody see Eden Lake, your soul will be crushed forever. The most <laughs> tragic ending. <laughs> Brutal stuff. But anyways, so, and then they're going through the woods. I think they find, like, a dead moose or something, right? Like, yeah, and it's mauled almost. It's got all these, like, scratches on it, and they... Kind of like, oh, what did that? And they just kind of keep walking. Foreshadowing, I guess. <laughs> um, Juno has like this Indiana Jones hat on. I would watch her as Indiana Jones in a movie. Sure. You know, if they did an Indiana Jones with a female, I'm sure people would love it. <laughs> <laughs> people, no one would. No controversy. No, no. Oh, <laughs> yes, it'll go fine. The internet would be fine with it. <laughs> And then they go, yeah, they're going to go cave diving. They're going to go down this big hole. Like, do you have any desire to cave dive? After this? But before probably. or after this? I, I would do, like, a junior cave dive. Like, a cave dive meant for... I seen a, you do that video where you were climbing up that wall. But that was, like, a oh, fake wall that, in the gym. Yeah, it was, I was That's more safe. my speed. I, there, I was, like, maybe... There was two, only one creature in there. Yeah. <laughs> you were fine. And I was, like, maybe two feet off from the ground. So, if anything, I, I would like to think I'd be okay. I, I do like the one line one of the girls says. She says, I'm an English teacher, not fucking Tomb Raider. Yes, that was good. <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, so any future cave diving adventures? Oh, absolutely your, not. Absolutely never. No, no desire. Uh, see, I, I would do it, but not not this cave for like obvious reasons, but not like an advanced cave by any means. It's they do some tricky shit. They're crazy. Cave. These girls are crazy. Yeah, especially you, Juno. <laughs> Juno, you crazy bitch. Um, well, then we have like the only part effects wise is that it looks really bad is the CGI bats that jump out. That did not look good, but you know, can't win them all. <laughs> Three point five million budget. It went elsewhere. Um, <laughs> and these awesome looking sets. I like how they, um, you know, establish some of these characters early on, too. Uh, like they have Holly, who's a little reckless. Well, Holly's the newbie, right? Mm-hmm. That's one of the girl's friends. Was that Juno's new friend? I think. So she's new to the group. Mm-hmm. She's kind of like a hothead, right? Like we'll find out later how hot-headed she is. Yep. <laughs> calm down, Holly. Just mm-hmm. calm down. Like right off, like, and I, the more I watch these movies and go through them, I'm trying to look more of like setups and what's going to happen, and how it's going to play out later. So it's, it's kind of cool to see some of that going on. Yeah, but we get some more like good relationship stuff. Like the, so we get some more good relationship stuff. Like Juno and Sarah are kind of sitting next to each other, and Juno's like, "I'm sorry, I wasn't, you know, there for you. Sorry, I didn't stick around." Which again makes more sense later on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, overall, like I really like how they portray female relationships in a way. It kind of reminds me, you know, this is a much different movie, but like of Jennifer's body and mm-hmm. just very nuanced kind of deep relationships um but then yeah we get some more cave exploring and then we have in my opinion the actual scariest scene in this movie do you know what i'm talking about where, where uh sarah gets stuck yes yes 1000 yeah no uh so story time for a hot second 
uh, when I was younger, I had two of my friends over and we started taking turns rolling each other up in like a sleeping bag. And then as you know, all, you know, boys do, we would just beat the crap out of each other. So one person we roll up. In I mean, a I've done the first part, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> so one, one person we roll up in a sleeping bag. The other two would just be, you know, welling on the other person. So my two friends went, then it was my turn. So I got in there. I felt so I was wrapped up. Are you a claustrophobic Probably. person? Normally, I no. Am. That one time, though, I've I've never been more scared in my life. Like I was like screaming, like to get out of that. That was your bag. the descent. It was, and that freaked me out. <laughs> so this scene like brought me right back to that, and I'm like, oh my god, like it's so scary. Like you almost hold your breath the entire yeah. time. Like Sarah gets stuck in this tunnel, or I don't think she's actually. The thing is, she's not actually stuck psychologically whatever's going on she yeah. can't she thinks she's stuck and she can't keep going yeah she's psyching it's almost she's like psyching herself out and juno realizes this and goes back and you know tries to talk her yeah, out i think of, it's beth beth on. goes oh, beth? yeah beth yeah. goes um i mean she's a better friend than juno let's be honest <laughs> way better and like she's trying to talk her through this and she's like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And you just feel this tension. Uh-huh. You just feel like you're stuck in this tunnel. They did such a good job mm-hmm. conveying the claustrophobia. And then it gets even worse when suddenly like a rock moves and that's like, okay, we need to go. And then the music like builds up, up. but then yeah, all the rocks fall in there. So yeah, that exit's gone. <laughs> and this is when we get the reveal well, we've seen it kind of before, but yeah. Juno left the book. Yeah. Typical Juno, mm-hmm. because she wanted to, she wanted them to all ex- find this new cave system together, basically. Yeah, she wanted to be the, with this group, the first ones to get through this cave and to figure it out. Because the caves that they were originally going to do, she says, they were, oh, they're just some tourist trap. Like, we don't want to mess with those, you know, easy peasy caves yeah like, like the cave i you know might do <laughs> <laughs> that's more your speed is yeah, the one that juno was good at yeah yeah the one juno snobs that's that's the one i'm doing but there's a line i think like coming up to where she's like you know i thought i could name it after you sarah and sarah's like or you <laughs> you know yeah but and, yeah they're they're pissed off obviously i mean that's that's pretty fucked up. I ever, yeah, I, I'd be pissed off if my friend. At least, at least, I could have told them that before. Yeah, but then I knew she. She probably assumed they wouldn't want to go because they're not fucking Tomb Raider. Right. <laughs> That's very fair. And there's uh, one line from Juno, uh, where she says, "We all lost something in that crash." Again, alluding. Yes, to... I, I like all this like stuff. Kind of these little breadcrumbs. Yeah, of what's we, happening? We don't get it. And then it all comes full circle. And it all does. <laughs> but then we get the scene where they have to go over from one side of the cave to the other. There's like a big drop down. We don't really know how far, but presumably very, very far. So they they take the, the rock, right? They, they take throw the rock a rock down. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to listen to when it falls. And then after a, a long ass <laughs> time, it finally falls. Yeah. So they all have to go across. I think this is when one of the girls sees that there's like old cave diving equipment mm-hmm. like up there. So mm-hmm. somebody else has been here before. I think it's Becca making the. Becca is one of the sisters because right there's two sisters also. Yeah. 
think you think is she the one going across? I think is she the first one? I forget who's the first to go across. I think she's the. I remember first they one. all go across, but then Juno she has to go without the rope, right? Because she she wants to save equipment. Save equipment. Yep. I mean, Juno is a fucking. You know, we'll get into how she is as a person, but she's a badass. Yeah. But and you know, it's smart. Like you need that equipment. Mm-hmm. So she goes across, but something happens, right? And then the rope, the rope part, ooh, really gets me when the the rope like um goes up quick and it cuts the girl's hand. Yeah, it we gives just her, like, see rope the rope burn or something. It's a severe rope burn. Yeah. Like the blood's gushing out. Oof. You can just you know, imagine a rug burn on steroids. You can almost like feel what she's experiencing. You know, and Juno ends up. Which I don't know why I don't know I, I'm obviously no expert cave diver because I'd go to the tourist trap. Uh, I I just don't know why they couldn't take the rope Juno was gonna go over. Oh, mm-hmm. she, she, was she trying? She was also trying to get the equipment up top too. That's why. I think that's why. Yeah, because yeah. I was gonna say oh she could just use the rope to kind of swing her way over and go gracefully, but that's right. Because because they had lost an equipment bag when Sarah got stuck earlier in the cave, so they had to save all the equipment they could to get out. And I don't even know about those little, I don't even know what to call them. Remember, uh, the thing she sticks in the rocks in this. I didn't understand that. Like, I'm sure they researched cave diving. Yeah. I'm sure it's a thing. But, yeah, I don't understand how those things stick where you want them to stick and be safely secure. Yeah, I'm not trusting that. I would me. not trust that at all. <laughs> no, thank you. Ugh. Never. But Yes, cave diving seems like such a blast. <laughs> We need a cave diving expert on this podcast, <laughs> on this episode. <laughs> but I think this is where, don't they find the big mural thing? Um, they find, yeah, cave, like cave paintings. Cave paintings yeah. that show that there should be two exits. Mm-hmm. So even though one's gone, they should be able to find the other one. Mm-hmm. I think this is where we first get a very quick glimpse of the creature, too. Mm-hmm. So now you were probably like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's something. I see where we're going now. Something or someone else is down here. <laughs> And then we get Hothead Holly, a caller, being a hothead. <laughs> she sees daylight, so she starts running towards the daylight. Everybody's like, calm down, calm down. And then she falls, big-ass fall, because it wasn't daylight. I forget what they say. It's some kind of... Phosphorus. It was of course, it was phosphorus. phosphorus. As everyone knows. <laughs> Which, I don't know, is that real? Is that a thing? Let Plot us, hole. Let us know. <laughs> The wife from the phosphorus fooled Holly. She ends up falling down, breaking her leg. And it's a gnarly break. Uh, this too. is another thing that gets me in movies. It's Achilles. What else don't I like? Eye trauma is bad. I, yeah. um, and whenever in a movie a bone is sticking out of somebody, yeah. well, then they have to put the bone or they have to reset the, the leg. Mm-hmm. It's it's rough. Yeah, they give her something to, to bite on and I'm. The thing that I don't even know what they gave her to buy. It was like some sort of God, a belt or something. Belt. I don't know. They yeah. always use belts in movies. I don't know what it was, but it, it, oh, I was just think, oh God! And when they finally do it, and they and it's not easy. Like them, it, it takes some work. Yeah, it's very painful. And they're all holding her down too, so she's not squirming around. And oh, it's a very intense scene. Mm-hmm. And here I think like Sarah's kind of like going off on her own a little bit, mm-hmm. and. I think and we we get like these flashbacks kind of of the her kid, mm-hmm. her daughter and the birthday cake too. Yeah. And it, she hears like a little girl's laughter. So she goes to explore and she finds this old helmet too. I think it's like like an old-timey, a very old-timey yeah. helmet. So do you take this as possibly 
or is this just me that the creatures were cave divers from way way back in the day that maybe got trapped down there and then somehow mutated into what we have here that's an interesting take i i always just because why the emphasis on these people who've been here before i i just took it as that these cave creatures i don't know if they ever really get a name but the cave creatures that I are think they yeah. might call them the dwellers or something dwellers. like not the people in the movie but like the filmmakers yeah so the i always took it i took it as the dwellers just have been there for a long time not necessarily that past travelers have mutated into the they've been killing people for a while yes that's how okay. i took it they're, they're the dwellers are like their own species sort of thing well, this is where we get like our first real look at it when Sarah sees it like from far away, which is pretty creepy. The creature looks at her mm-hmm. and like runs off quick, you know, uh, very elusive. <laughs> get back here, you little fucker. <laughs> <laughs> and then they find um, like the kind of the bone area, hundreds and yeah. hundreds of animal bones, human bones, too, I think. And we get some found footage, like they're using the the infrared on the the camcorder, and we get another really good jump scare here too, where the camera is like panning around, and one of the sisters I think is screaming, "Is anybody there?" The camera pans back to her, and the creature is right behind her. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yep, that got me. <laughs> and this is where yeah, the shit hits the fan. Basically, we have our epic Juno fight scene. Oh my god. Yes, Juno fighting these creatures. I love it. I love seeing her. This was so badass. I just love how like like, scrappy these fights are. Like It just feels like raw and real. I don't know. Yes, and then she's just hacking away, going at them. She has her, I don't even know what you call Her Lara Croft little, what do you call those things? Those picks. Pickaxe. Pickaxe. Yeah, pickaxes. She's like going to town on some of them, like killing them and then wasn't there the one scene where well holly dies hot hot holly they end up dragging her to drag her but there's like this tug of war like juno's trying to take the body back Mm -hmm. and i also like there's a scene where um we see her i guess it's not dilating it's the opposite of eye dilation we almost see like the life leave her eyes very quickly Mm -hmm. like a close-up on her eyes which is a great touch and like Juno is just going ham on these creatures. And I like the creature design too. It's very simple. Yeah. But it's not too much. Like I could believe maybe these could be real. Like yeah. you know, it's not ridiculous. Like and um like the, blob. the actors did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> you and that blob hate. No, I the creatures were, were had an excellent design to them. They were all actors, no CGI It's all actors and makeup. Makeup, that was that was awesome. I didn't realize it was all makeup. And then we have Juno going to town. and Oh, boy. This is rough. Oh, this the, is a rough one. This She ends up killing back. Somebody's, yeah, she you know, senses somebody coming behind her, uh, assuming it's a creature, swings the pickaxe. Pickaxe. <laughs> pickaxe, and then we realize it's Bath. She jammed it straight through her neck. And you... You can feel Juno's terror when it happens. Like it's at first, she's very much like, "Oh shit, what did I just do?" But then you realize she really doesn't have like that much remorse for her. Almost, 
See, I disagree. Yeah. I think she does. I I think the problem is like I do feel like she gets blamed for this. Yeah. I mean, I, she, this could have happened to anybody during all this fighting. Oh yeah. I I think I completely see the kind of disbelief on her face. Mm-hmm. I do think she regrets it, but she didn't stay. That yeah. She, like I don't know what else she could do except finish the job like Sarah ends up doing later on. Mm-hmm. But I think she was in such a state of grief and disbelief that she just leaves. And so I didn't so I'm surprised that you I mean maybe other people thought that too, but I I thought she was shook up about it. You know, no, I thought I thought at first yeah, she's definitely like, "Oh shit, what happened?" But then I don't know, to me when she leaves, I'm just like, "How are you going to just going to leave your friend there?" You just like you had this. She didn't do. She didn't do the right thing. I don't blame her at all for killing her. She. It was an accident. But I do think she didn't handle it very well. Mm -hmm. She makes a lot of bad decisions. Mm -hmm. She was sleeping with Sarah's husband too. Mm -hmm. But what I like about this movie is even though she's done some shitty things, like even keeping the book Mm -hmm. from them, I still like her. As a character, yeah, um, she's just very, very flawed, and that makes her real, right? And she's still a fucking badass. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, and I, I, I did like Beth as a character, but as much as I liked Beth, I did, I, I liked that death scene because it was you don't, I don't, do you really see that where it's an accident, kind of like was, that? I, I no, really not enjoyed. not too often, but it, it's very unexpected. Yeah, and I, I really enjoyed that part about it. Like I've seen it in other movies, but they set it up. You're like, oh, I know what's coming. Mm-hmm. But in this, it's just so in the heat of the moment. Mm-hmm. It's very well done. And anyone would that could have happened to anyone, right? Yeah. So yeah, again, like I don't blame her for what happened, mm-hmm. but she could have handled it better. Yes. Oh, Juno. <laughs> <laughs> but then Beth ends up grabbing at her necklace, the necklace that Paul. I think his name is Paul, right? Jesse. I'm pretty sure it's Paul. Oh, it I don't Paul? know where you're getting Jesse from. Oh. I might be wrong. Maybe it is Paul. You know what? Yeah. He had one scene. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Whoever this Sarah's husband, the, there's you know there's his necklace. Mm-hmm. She grabs the necklace. Then we kind of go to the scene with the sisters. I think like they're hiding out, and I kind of like the green lighting. Um, like you have this green lighting, and it differentiates. D- yeah, there we go. <laughs> Different like the scenes and we get some scenes of red and mm-hmm. I just like, you know, it's like okay, we're at the scene with these people, the scene with these mm-hmm. people is just clever, clever lighting. But Juno comes in being badass, like she snaps one of the creatures necks. It's pretty cool. fucking badass. Juno is Tomb Raider. <laughs> like honestly, she would be a great Tomb Raider. I could see it. Alicia Vikander, you could never. Just kidding. <laughs> I did, I didn't hate that movie. Did you see the last one? No. There's more than one. Well, the reboot one from like a few years ago. Oh no! Did you even see the like the Angelina Jolie ones? Mm-mm, no. Oh my goodness! I never played Tomb Raider. Oh my god! Yeah. I loved it so good. Yeah, not even the new ones. I mean, it looks great. It looks like a good time. <laughs> it looks great. <laughs> Becca and Sam, who are hiding on this ledge. Yes, they're hiding on the ledge, and this is where they kind of learn that these creatures can't actually see them. Right. It's. Like only through sound, really. Yeah. That's why they have the scene like one of their stopwatches or the wristwatches goes off, right? Mm-hmm. And they have to like shut it off. Yeah. And she takes it off, throws it away from her, and the creature just goes right to it instead of going to them. Good distraction because that could help them out later. And it, it, they fun. need they need an eye doctor. They do, these poor I give them contacts. 
it's actually funny because I remember seeing an old documentary on how blind people will use sound as well to kind of see things. Mm-hmm. Like I, um, I just remembered it was this mom and her son driving, and he the son the young son was blind, and they're just driving downtown. And at one point, the son goes to the mom, "Oh, mom, do you see the tall buildings?" And the mom's like, "Wait, you can see that." <laughs> Because the sun was using like almost like bats, like like clicks or sounds, and as the sound wave would bounce off something, it would create like a picture in in the kid's head. I believe that's how it worked. Oh wow! Yeah, it was really cool. And what they had another kid later. Actually, it might have been the same kid just growing up. He was, you know, didn't want to use uh, seeing what do you call it like a like a cane to walk with. Oh right, right. Um. But he had another guy with him who also could use that the sound to see things. He's like, no, but you can't see holes with that. So if there was a hole or something, you wouldn't be able to see it. Right. But th- apparently, these creatures don't really have that because they know how to. They climb everywhere. They, they don't have that. Problem. They're climbing all over the place. They're on the ceiling. Yeah, they're very nimble. Like, but I mean, you would need something to like grab onto. So I don't know if that would really hold up plot hole. That's true. Right. Like yeah. you can't. I don't know. That's maybe, fine. But the, <laughs> Maybe they're a little more sticky than we are. That's true. Because they are. Who like, am I to judge? Yeah. I don't know what, what their biologic, <laughs> what their biology yeah. is. But, uh, but yeah. I did like how that they, they kind of brought that back. Okay, these creatures can't see. They it would make sense. They wouldn't be able to see. They're in darkness their whole life. They don't really need that. So that how they see is through sound, just like bats. Right. They pretty much just come up to the the land and just grab their food. And then bring them back down to their lair. Mm-hmm. Hence the five million bones. Then I think we have Sarah finding Beth and she's alive. And this is where, you know, she finds the necklace. Because I think whatever the necklace says is something that he would say. Yeah, or something to live. Phrase. Something generic. I don't know. But <laughs> Love every day. Live, laugh, love. <laughs> he got that for a dollar somewhere. But <laughs> live, laugh, love. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, and then Beth's like, you know, this was Paul's. I got it from Juno or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's, now Sarah knows the truth, mm-hmm. and she's like, Juno killed me, which I kind of that part is like I don't really like because it's like, yeah, she killed you, but it was unintentional. Yeah, but she's... it's more about the leaving, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But she asked Sarah, "Don't leave me like this," because she knows her times up and these creatures will be coming for her at some point so sarah does what juno couldn't yeah she ends up taking a rock and just bashing her friend over the head i believe is that what it was yes and that was that brutal was, that was it would be funny though if she was like um i'm still alive can you try again <laughs> <laughs> yeah imagine uh, can you get a bigger rock please <laughs> did you have to use a little pebble come on sarah um but this but was then, a, this is yeah. a really emotional scene there's I emotion thought. in this movie. Yeah. Like, it hits you hard sometimes. Yeah, you got. The, you feel bad. You got a bit of a roller coaster, and I was I was really feeling for Sarah here, but it was it was a very good scene. Performances, I think the performances are excellent, especially um, you know, Sarah and Juno. I thought those two actresses were great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think we get our female creature. There's a. At least one female running around, her boobs out. Um, <laughs> just you know, there's like a f- little fight between her and Sarah. Sarah falls into the blood, and I love the shot of her like head coming out 
it's very i think the movie is apocalypse now i've never seen it but iconic shot from that like it's a great image and i almost i don't know if i'm reading too much into this but it's like this is almost her being reborn because i feel like she's different when she comes out of the blood like she's like a cave woman almost she's much more primal more primal like the creatures almost Mm -hmm. but yeah she's like killing creatures left and right it's like very brutal like she stabs one in the eye with like a bone and it's good stuff. And then she does like, you know, speaking of primal, like this very primal scream, which is the poster art. Mm-hmm. Some of the posters very, um, Carrie also very sissy spacek. She looks a lot like sissy, Sp- sissy spacek also. Then I think, we're, you know, we're back with the sisters and Juno running around. And then I think Juno stumbles upon like a shit ton of creatures, like a whole bunch running after him. So, they ta- take off, and they're at, like, another area, like, before where you have to go across. Mm-hmm. And I think the one sister, like, freaks out and just goes on her own across, right? Yeah, I didn't know what that... I, well, she I, just... She was panicking, basically, as I, I took it. I, that's that's how I kind of saw I thought she was just kind of like, okay, I'm done with all of this. I'm like, just going to... Peace. Yeah. Sort of thing. I'm out of here. And as she's going across, I guess, the ceiling of the What's cave? A, what would you call a ceiling of a cave cave, cave roof <laughs> the, the top of the, the room that what, what, caves have rooms <laughs> it's just part of the, the top of the cave the top of the cave <laughs> as she's traveling along the top of the cave one of our one of our friendly creatures, creatures. comes down but she, and slashes her throat out but before she gives in she's able to take the creature out which i thought was that's a why i love moment. these girls like yeah. even in a situation like this they're still She's like, I'm going to take you out with me. Yeah, I'm not going down. <laughs> and then after she does, you just see her body go limp. Which was- that was a good striking image of her body just like like swinging like that. Um, and then all of a sudden a creature comes behind the sister, the other sister, right, and grabs her. They just start chowing down, basically, mm-hmm. like ripping her to shreds. So another one gone. Nice knowing you sisters whatever your <laughs> names are sam and something becca sure <laughs> earlier too juno had this really badass scene where this is where sam and becca were getting chased and she throws one of her pickaxes at the creatures i just thought that was super cool it just comes out of nowhere and you hear the metal shing. oh i know that was that was really awesome juno i'm telling you juno should be tomb raider we have our new tomb raider 2022 so then juno I forget, like, she somehow falls into the water, right? Yeah, I don't remember exactly how she falls into the water. Well, Juno's in the water. Yeah, she ends up in <laughs> she ends up in this water. And then, well, she's trying to climb up the cave wall, and then Sarah grabs her. So, Sarah and Juno are reunited. <laughs> um, Not the friendliest of... Well, because she encounters. asked her, like... Like she's like naming off the girls, and she's like, "Dad, Dad, mm-hmm. what about Beth?" Mm-hmm. She's like, "Yeah, she's dead too." And then she like, she's like, "Did you see it?" Mm-hmm. Right, and like you just she's testing know. her, right? Yeah. And she again, she doesn't do the right thing. Mm-hmm. She doesn't admit to it. So yeah, a little bit of tension, mm-hmm. <laughs> slight tension. But I do love seeing them like run around this cave. They just look like badasses together. Mm-hmm. Like, like if they didn't have all this drama they could just be a great like tag team badass duo yeah, like sarah's got like that flame 
thing. What do you call it? Like a, a cave, torch. Like a torch. Yeah. Juno's got her Tomb Raidering pickaxes. <laughs> yeah, they do make a great combat duo. I'd, I'd watch a movie just these two fighting shit. <laughs> They're awesome. They're great. <laughs> but then they run into a whole bunch of the creatures. Yeah, there's like a herd of them. And they just go to town, these two. Oh, this is a great fight, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, both the girls just fighting. It's brutal. There's like eye gouging, um, head smashing. Um, I think at one point Sarah bites one of the creatures. It's just all chaos. I, and I love it. It's great. There's just so much action going on. And it's, it's very just, down and dirty. Yeah. You know, like, it's like they're, it's, it's almost like Sarah's letting out all her aggression. Finally. Yes. What's happened. Like she's, ta- she's come like, e- she's changed. Yeah. And now she's taking all on these cave dwellers. <laughs> yes. And Juno, I'm sure Juno is probably taking some of what's been going She's on. She's got on a as lot well. of shit on her mind, too. Yeah. And this is a way for them to take it out on not each other just yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> but this is where I think, you know, after they kill all the creatures, mm-hmm. um, like Sarah pulls out that necklace. And that's when Juno knows. That she Sarah knows. knows. And then I just love. Like Sarah's acting in particular, she like does it all with her eyes. You can tell mm-hmm. what she's thinking. What she's yep. Um, like she like looks over. You can hear more creatures coming. Like she just looks over with her eyes. She's like, hmm. And Juno's just like, okay, what's gonna happen? And Sarah just swings the pickaxe right in her leg, which is brutal mm-hmm. looking. Um, which I don't know when I when that happened. I did feel bad for Juno. I have mixed emotions, which I think was the intent. Yeah, because Juno was the only one who would not leave the cave without Sarah. Everyone else wanted. That was kind just... of her redemption in her her mind. She yeah. said, "I'm not leaving without Sarah." Yeah. Yeah. So that and they cost the lives of some of her other friends, but she was not leaving that cave without her. And I think if Sarah knew that this last part would have been a little different. I don't know if she would have done that to her. I don't know. Cause there is part of me that's like, yes, yeah, Sarah, you go like mm-hmm. she fucked you over. She did a few different times. I mean, but she was far. I, that's why this, <laughs> yeah, this is why this is a good movie is that it's complex. It's not like they could have made Juno into like, I know she's a female, but like a mustache twirling villain. Yeah. Almost somebody that you just hate and you're completely on Sarah's mm-hmm. side. Right. But you're, you're conflicted a bit absolutely because you're still like you know that's fucking savage Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) leaving leaving her to die because the creatures you know they're coming Mm -hmm. almost like how juno left beth to die oh full circle yeah (laughs) there it is so then sarah runs off i think like she falls she falls um like knocks herself out basically for a little bit and wakes up there's some like light shining on her. It's but it's just phosphorus. Or what that? Yeah, no just light from the phosphorus. It's just, just no, it's not phosphorus this time. It's no, no. actual light. And I love the scene of her like climbing up these bones. Like the music is so epic. It looks great. Like um, and then she like comes out. It's this vibrant light when she comes vibrant. out. You have all this forestry around. And, and we see her hand first, like, pop out. Mm-hmm. 
another birthing reference here. I almost got birthing vibes from it. The way yeah. she emerges from like, yeah. the tree almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and like she's like running out, like relieved, crying though. Like it's very, I don't know. It's like me when I'm leaving work almost. <laughs> but then in a gift slash it's just it's me leaving this work. This is waiting to be a meme, this whole section right here. And it, it was great you know she makes it out you feel so relieved for her mm-hmm. so she makes it to her car well she's taken off in the car for a while and then she pulls over before getting jump scared by a logging truck gotta watch out for those logging trucks you know if you've seen final destination too you know you're not what i'm talking about but <laughs> i thought it was kind of cool how it was you know it's not these copper pipes that did it but it was like you know similar like right. form of thing that a truck is carrying yeah. that gave her that little jump scare. Good attention to detail. Yeah. Um, so then she opens up the car window, throws up, understandably, um, sits back in her seat, and who's next to her? Ghost of Juno. Juno's, Juno's ghost. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so this is where I don't know which version you've seen, because there's two versions of this ending, the U.S. ending and the U.K. ending. So did the movie end right when she finds Juno? Mine went on. <laughs> oh, yes, good. Okay. The one I, so the, the U.S. One I ending ended right here. That's it. Okay. I mean... <laughs> I'm not going to say it's horrible. It does seem like a bit of a cheap jump scare, but you can also see it a part like this also representing the trauma of leaving Juno mm-hmm. behind. It's going to haunt her, mm-hmm. but this is the more optimistic ending, mm-hmm. but you know me, I like a bleak ending. I like dark stuff. So she wakes up and this is the UK ending, the good ending. <laughs> she yes. wakes up. She's still in the cave. Um, it was all a, a dream. Mm-hmm. This escaping, getting out, Juno's ghost. It was all in her head. Was the creatures in her head? I don't think so. so. Okay. No, I don't think that part. <laughs> I think no. the director said like he wanted that to be an interpretation. Oh, but he, okay. But he didn't say that definitively. He yeah. wanted people to possibly think that. Speculate. But okay. I think most people, yeah, the creatures are probably real. Yeah. But like we see, like the her daughter, like she's staring at her daughter with the birthday cake. The birthday cake, but then the camera pans out. We just see it's just a torch. Yeah. And this, she's still in the cave. Camera yeah. pans out. We hear the creatures, creaturing, yelling. Movie ends. I like that ending. I really liked that ending. That was so dark. It's sad too. Yeah. She went through all this, lost all of her friends, lost her family, and now it's just her alone in this and cave with her in her mind, and it's rough. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I loved it. It was great. And I, after watching the UK version, I went back and was trying to figure out where the American version ended and mm-hmm. realized it, and I thought, oh. That was that would have been kind of a weak ending if I would have. Because according to the studio, the U.S. can't handle a bleak ending. What a bunch of wussies! <laughs> We're wussies here. No, I thought I liked the bleak ending, but I guess this sets it up for a sequel that it may have. <sighs> yes, they made a sequel in two thousand nine. The editor of this actually directed it, and which, yeah, obviously, it makes more sense using the U.S. ending. To have Sarah go back, she goes back in the cave. Why would you ever go back? <laughs> yeah, I think she might have had 
forgotten a lot of it. I think that's what it was. And mm-hmm. they pretty much make her go, which doesn't seem like legal. <gasps> but <laughs> We're going to make you do something. Then she finds Juno down there. And like, don't, like there's some good gore and mm-hmm. stuff. Like if it was just its own creature feature mm-hmm. without any connection, like, all right, this is fine. Yeah. But just definitely felt like a money grab. Like, mm. so. But, I know. mean, with the, as much money as it made, I, I, I can't blame him for trying a money grab. Yeah. It just feels like a far, far inferior version of this. <laughs> But, no. you know, I guess a little bit more Sarah and Juno isn't a horrible thing. No. But in my head, I think I'm going to go with the UK version as canon. <laughs> <laughs> and the um, American version, American ending and its sequel are like a friendly spinoff. So that is The Descent. So you don't hate every creature feature. That's what we can take away from this. I, I don't. No. This I enjoyed these just creatures. Move, just creature features without blobs. Do just, it just the blob. I don't know. The blo- something about the blob. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is a very good, well-made movie. Yeah. Good acting. Good characters. Good characters. Little complex female characters. Yep. yep. Like we said, it. I really like that. It's it's an emotional film too. Mm-hmm. There's I like a film with some weight to it. Don't get me wrong. I like a good slasher too. But this this had some there's some layers to it. Yeah. While still being a suspenseful, gory creature feature. Action. 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 Lots of action. Yes. But yeah, this was fun and thank you guys so much for listening. Yes, we appreciate each and every one of you. Follow us on at horror stands on Insta and Twitter, please. Yeah, uh, you can send us an email to horrorstandspodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Let us know what movies we should watch. I'm sure Steve's already seen them, but probably my likely. first time. <laughs> like, likely. Uh, if you want to be on, let us know, too. We, we can figure something out. Thanks, guys. Until the next one. <laughs>